The Danish philosopher Soren Kierkegaard once told the story of thieves who broke into a jewelry store but didn't steal anything. They simply rearranged the price tags and the next morning the expensive jewelry was sold as junk and the junk was sold as expensive. His point is obvious. We live in a world where so many people are walking around with rearranged price tags. And as funny as this may sound, so many people are walking around with labels, tags on them, which is not true of who they are. And this is the greatest problem facing humanity. Some people define themselves in terms of their clothing, how they dress, their fashion, and some see themselves as what they wear. Some define themselves in terms of their abilities and talents. What they can do determines who they are. I play basketball, so I'm a basketball player. I sing, I play musical instruments. I'm a musician. While some also define themselves by what they can do or can't do. Some define themselves by what they have. Cars, houses, bonds, business empires that they've been able to build. While some also define themselves by what they don't have. I don't have a child and therefore I am barren. I don't have any money in my bank account and therefore I am poor. But this is the problem. If our identity, how we define ourselves, how we value ourselves is built on what we have or on how we look and on our abilities and talents, then if something tragic happens to these things, what will be left of us? The problem here is that so many people are building their identity on that which is temporary. But guess what? When these things collapses or fades away, the identity we have about ourselves will also evaporate with it. And this is one of the reasons why we have high suicide rates and depression in our societies. For Apostle Paul calls it building on that which is seen. And in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18, he says that we are not to fix our eyes on that which is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Our identity is not to be based on what we have, our abilities and our actions, but our identity is the foundation from which our actions flow. And when we look into the scriptures, we find out that before God can use anyone, He first of all gives him a revelation of who he is. Before God used Gideon, he gave him the true description of who he is. A mighty man of valor. And also Saul of Tarsus, before God used him, he gave him a revelation of who he was. And it was that revelation that changed his identity of how he viewed himself from a persecutor of the church 
to an apostle of Christ. In the same way that before God can use us, he gives us a revelation of who we are. That is the same way that before the devil can tamper with you, he first tries to twist your identity. And to achieve this, he gives you a revelation of who you are not. For there are two ways to be fooled. One is to believe what isn't true. The other is to refuse to accept what is true. He first tries to get us to believe that which is not true about us and reject that which is true, which is what God has said about us. And that's exactly what he used in getting Adam and Eve to sin against God. And the scriptures in John chapter 10 verse 10 tells us that the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. And the devil is the thief. And before he can kill or destroy, he first tries to gain power over us by stealing our identity. Same thing he tried with Jesus after his baptism. He knew quite all right that Jesus was the son of God. Yet he said to Jesus, if you know you are the son of God. But thank God Jesus had no time to prove to the devil who he was. Jesus was able to defeat the enemy because he knew who he was. And we have to understand that the devil doesn't care much about who God says we are. But he cares and he's defeated when he knows that we truly believe who God has said we are. The devil is after our identity. For the way we view ourselves affects our destinies. And to get it, he does that by getting us to base our identity on our works, on our character flaws, and on our past mistakes in life. And I believe Paul wasn't just speaking to the Galatians when he said in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, I have now been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, Paul was saying to the devil, you're right, I messed up. I killed Christians. I once lied. But who I was, I no longer am. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 to 22, Paul paints for us a portrait of our new identity in Christ. And first he said, We are citizens of God's kingdom. We are members of God's family. And we are stones in God's temple. The devil might have given you a wrong identity about who you are, but you can change it. And the only way that it can be changed is by redefining yourself based on God's revelation of how he sees you. And to get this revelation, you will have to always renew your mind and heart in the word of God. No wonder Paul said in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, that we are not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And then 
we will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will for us. It is very important that we view ourselves based on how God sees us. For when we know who we are, we can't be who we are not. It is important that we know who we are. For also, when you know who you are, there will be hope for a better tomorrow. When you know who you are, you can easily rebuke the voice of the evil one. And you have to have this at the back of your mind. Your past doesn't have to define who you are. Your character flaws doesn't have to define you. For our identity is in Christ. For who he is, we have become. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. Our identity is in Christ Jesus. You don't have to continue to believe the lies that the devil has always told you. The lies that you've always believed about yourself. That you're not worthy. That you're not handsome. That you're a failure. But you can choose to believe the revelation that God has given to us. That we are wonderfully and fearfully made. God bless you. Until next time, don't forget it's your brother Samuel Ukebu. Continue to remain blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen.